What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am physically here with Casey. (laughs) And we are discussing episode 15 of The Walking Dead. The name of the episode is Trust. And we pick up with this episode at the end of the last episode with Carlson and his very mangled body and face on the ground with all the walkers that kind of, you know, had their lunch. And uh, Daryl is there with the Commonwealth soldiers and with Lance, who are trying to investigate to see what's going on. Like we said, what happened? Of course, Aaron and Gabriel are there. They're trying to explain everything, like how everything went to shit. And all of the Commonwealth people are dead, but they're the only two people that survive. And you know, we've been talking about Aaron and Gabriel and their their chemistry and their, you know, just liking them together. And even here, when Lance is questioning them, he was like, so let me get this right. You guys are the only survivors after this happened, this happened, this happened. You got attacked. The people in the, you know, in this building, supposedly, or whoever attacked, killed all of our men, but you two are the only ones standing. They're like, yeah, 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 sounds that, right. That, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> and I was like, you know, Lance is probably like ready to call their bullshit. <laughs> but he asked Daryl, and he was like, what do you think of this? And Daryl, of course, has no idea what's been going on because he's been with the Commonwealth. But he's like, we were on the road for a long time and they can handle themselves. So if they say that's what happened, that's what happened. That's what happened. And one of the things I love about this episode, especially when it comes to Daryl and everybody else, so Daryl and Aaron and uh, Gabriel, and then later on when they get to the hilltop and they're with Maggie, Daryl doesn't have to say anything. Like our group, they don't have to say anything to each other. It's like all they do is look at each other and you see these very imperceptible nods of the heads or you can just tell Mm -hmm. of the communication that's going on between them. And they understand each other. Oh, like yeah. Daryl knows that that ain't what happened. <laughs> Daryl knows that Aaron and Gabriel's story is bullshit. Uh-huh. But he also mm-hmm. knows Aaron and Gabriel wouldn't just do all of that without reason. Right. Especially given the fact that the Commonwealth is rebuilding Alexandria mm-hmm. and they have people back at the Commonwealth that they need to make sure are protected, including the kids. So he knows that Aaron and Gabriel would never put that in jeopardy. I mean, Aaron has a daughter. Gabriel still, even though he and Rosita are not really together right now, he's still Coco's other parent. Mm -hmm. So he wouldn't put them in danger for nothing. But Daryl probably also knows, yeah, we had some help. Mm -hmm. And Lance is not stupid. look when he was like... uh... We'll go to the hilltop. And Daryl looked at Father Gabriel and Father Gabriel. They knew that. And Daryl knew that, that look like, okay, it was Maggie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, but I think at first he was like, why would we go to the hilltop? And then Lance is like, well, they need to know that there are murderers in the area. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he turns and he just kind of looks at Aaron and Gabriel. Aaron, like Aaron's face is like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, we've said this. Lance is not stupid at all. Lance is not stupid at all. But it's he's so weird because the way that he comes across, like he comes across and he has this this 
oh, so you expect me to believe da 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 da? He like he looks upset, and then he's like, okay, okay. If that's what you that say, creepy happens, smile. If that's what you look. If that's what you say happens, that's what happens. I mean, that's kind of how he comes across. This creepy, very creepy. Like he reminds you of one of them, like Chucky. Dolls. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> Where they just, just sit there with that painted smile, like like <laughs> or like um <laughs> what was it there was another what was the other one was it the boy i think there was another movie that came out a few years ago about a doll that oh yeah because uh yeah. laura cohen was in that she sure was yeah i didn't see it he, i didn't I even I, I i can't yeah there's certain things i can't watch but <laughs> just watching the trailers for that it's creepy that's what Lance reminds me of. He he reminds me of one of these creepy ass dolls. Ventriloquist doll. Yes. That's it. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Where he smiles and him because his hair is so plastic and he smiles and his hair. That's yeah. exactly He's what a ventriloquist he reminds me. Yes, you are right. Yes. Creepy. And there is a ventriloquist dummy movie. I don't know what it's called, but there is a there's scary a lot. movie. There's a there's a lot of there's a ventriloquist dummy. I mean, just anytime movie. you see a movie with a doll in it, the doll is almost always evil. I mean, um, what was the other one? There was one of the Netflix movies, uh, the House of Bly, the Haunting of Bly Manor. I think they had they had creepy dolls in that one too. Mm-hmm. I think it was that one. Yeah, it was that one. So yeah, nope. Yeah, I don't fuck with creepy dolls. Nope. Not at all. Not at so, all. So matter of fact, my daughters had um my my sister-in-law had bought them like these old um porcelain Victorian dolls when they were younger. And my oldest daughter is a horror movie. Like she likes those kinds of movies. But after she, I, I don't even remember which movie it was, they put those dolls in a box. And I think those dolls are still sitting in the garage somewhere. Leave them there. <laughs> They probably move when y'all not looking. Girl, <laughs> when I say buried in the in a box, though, like they're inside a box, and then the box is inside another box with a whole bunch of other stuff in it. Oh, uh, uh-uh. that's that, sound murderous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, mm-mm. but my daughter left some when she moved out. Yeah, so that's what Lance does remind me of. He reminds me of a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, but he's just he's not a dummy. And he's he's very, very smart, smart, and he's very um, he's very calculating, as as we can see in this episode. Mm-hmm. We we see later on, mm-hmm. um, and he's very observant. I said this in the last episode. He's very observant, so I think he notices things that we think he may n- not notice, mm-hmm. and we we kind of see that in this episode too. But our group has more of the street smarts. Mm-hmm. because they've, they've been, been out there out there for so long so they know how to communicate with the, with each other mm-hmm. they know how to read each other's body language and symbol or signals and vibes mm-hmm. so you may see some things Lance, but you will never see the whole picture Absolutely not, with our not not with our people no but we're going to come back to them because we have to talk about these two that's on my shirt we have to talk about mercer and princess <laughs> Y'all see my shirt. I'm I'm like, yes, I know the people who are just listening. Y'all, y'all can't see it, but just go to the YouTube channel and look at the video of this podcast and you will see. I have my shirt that Casey made for us a few months ago. Mm-hmm. It's of the Walking Dead um 
comic book cover with Princess and Mercer on it. And I'm wearing it today because we are fine. We finally, finally get like some concrete proof that Mercer and Princess are doing officially, it. They doing it. <laughs> they are officially like together. I don't, you know, couple, whatever that they kicking it, they sexing it, whatever. We got the confirmation in this episode. And I watched this episode maybe a day or two before Casey did. And I texted her as soon as, you know, you see the alarm go off and Mercer's laying in the bed and then you hit, because whoever's in the bed with him is about, has just woken up. I was like, that bed. And then Princess comes over. She she lays over him and she turns off that alarm. I was sitting in my, my living room like, ah! text Casey. I was like, are you watching the episode yet? She was like, no. I was like, girl. First five girl, minutes. First five minutes. And I'm already <laughs> screaming. She was like, fool, what? You'll see it. You're going to message me when you see it. <laughs> and I messaged her when I saw it. We got some princess and Mercer. And I like the way that they did this conversation at the beginning because you can see that right now it is just kind of like, like they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They, you know, they're just kind of getting into it like, they're just having sex and they're just having fun. And it's so funny because Princess was like, hey, we're pretty good at this sex thing. She was like, and I should know because I've had a lot of sex. And, well, um, I don't mean that I, you know <laughs> uh-huh. what? She was like, we are both adults. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of sex and I've had a lot of sex. And Mercer just says, I love hearing you talk. And I was <laughs> just like, I love it. Because again, we talk about relationships all the time, not just for The Walking Dead, but for the other shows that we we discuss on this podcast, and one of the things I'm always talking about is relationships and how sometimes relationships, you have relationships that are given to us in a story, and sometimes the relationships just don't seem like they mesh well, mesh well or the chemistry is kind of off. Mm-hmm. But from the moment these two got on screen and she started complimenting his eyelashes, <laughs> I was like... Oh, if that's going to be a thing, I'm here for it. And then I found out that they were actually a couple in the comics, which I did not know. I was like, oh, okay, I'm here for this. Then you see them, the interactions that they've had in the last few episodes. And then they did a panel together at Fandemic a couple of weeks ago that I got to go to. And just even seeing the chemistry that they have just as friends and as scene partners, and when they talk about their characters and they talk about the amount of care that they put into prep, uh, the prep for their scenes together. And, you know, Paola Lazaro even said on Talking Dead, she said, you know, they call each other when they're rehearsing the scenes. They're like, okay, what can I do to give, what, what can I give you to make this scene better? Or what, you know, mm-hmm. they really talk it out to make sure that they're bringing the best version of these characters to screen. Mm. And I really feel like you can see it and you can feel it. Like these two characters look like they really feeling each other, but at the same time in this scene, they look like, like they can date in real life. They, they they could I think both of them are in other relationships but they they could you know mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I think fans they tend to ship actors together in real life because a lot of times these actors have amazing chemistry mm-hmm. and it's kind of like and you yeah, want to see it outside of the right the show right but they do say that they are very good friends and you kind of have to have 
that kind of bond with somebody when yeah. you're having a sex scene, even though we didn't yeah. see like the actual sex scene yeah. or whatever. But you know, you're on a naked of, man chest. Right, right. <laughs> and then with these two, you see them talking and it starts out kind of playful. And then Princess kind of makes, um, you know, she makes a comment about the fact that he seems like he was up most of the night and that he had something heavy on his mind. And you can kind of see him start to close off a little bit with her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm a good listener. He was like, I said, I'm fine. She was like, okay, well, I'm just saying, she was like, see, I'm a good listener. And she was, you know, the alarm goes off again. She was like, you're going to be late for work. And she turns over and she just kind of lets it go. Mm -hmm. And Throughout the episode, when we see Mercer, he seems to be like he's in a bad mood, you know, Mm -hmm. and we know that what's bothering him, of course, we know this before he even says it, but he killed two of his officers in the last episode because they were the assholes who were working with Sebastian to try to get this cash that I still don't, I'm still like, I'm going to keep saying this. I don't understand the whole, we need cash in a post zombie apocalypse what do you what do the commonwealth have if you buying a, a necklace or you know a gold chain like what do you need in the commonwealth for ten thousand dollars you know my mom cut off my supply because what it's a record store a couple restaurants and he didn't even he's he didn't say my mom that bitch mother of mine excuse me so they don't like each other because she's called him an asshole and then he's called her a bitch so they obviously don't like each other <laughs> which uh, okay we'll, we'll get on that in, uh, later but you know Mercer's bothered by the fact that he had to kill this man and then I feel like Mercer seems to be like the type of person that doesn't let people get too close mm-hmm. and he says you this gotta as keep much, that tough guy persona not even that but also Mercer doesn't seem like the type of person that trusts people very easily. He doesn't seem like the type of person who lets people in very easily. Mm -hmm. And he even says as much later on when he goes to Princess to kind of apologize for the way he's acting and to kind of open up to her. And he says, you know, this is all new to me, not just the sex part, but us. It's new. I'm not used to, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not used to this. I'm used to, you know, I had to be the one to kind of hold everything together to, you know, that's, that's how I was raised. And that's what I thought I had to be. And he even says, maybe I'm part of the, you know, problem with this place because he puts on this, you know, tough guy persona and that he has everything under control. And as we've seen in the last couple of episodes, Mercer is not really in control of anything. Mm -mm. And he's slowly starting to find this out, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's bothering him. Oh, yeah. Because there are things going on behind his back that he's not aware of. And for you to be the face of this community mm-hmm. and for all of this shady shit to be going on behind your back, mm-hmm. it's almost like saying, because you're the face of the community, you are okay with, with whatever is going happening. on. Because yeah. that's kind of what mm-hmm. a sister was saying when she met him at the gym. Right. She was like, yeah, so maybe you are just a poster. You know, because mm-hmm. he was like, I'm just a soldier. She was like, but you could be so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the government is Pamela Milton's, but the people, you have the ear of the Commonwealth. You have the ear of the people. Yeah. If Remember Mercer, that ovation you got walking up from goddamn says going to the Mercer, mall? Mercer, Mercer. 
Merce, I'm telling you, if Mercer was the one who was like behind the resistance, the whole of the Commonwealth would probably be like, yeah, we're gonna follow him. Right. That's true. That would be a dope twist, though. It would. I don't think that's the case. I don't, but, but... I think, you know, like I said, over the last couple of episodes, we see that Mercer is starting to get disillusioned with the Commonwealth. Maybe he always has been, but just kept it to himself. But now you have these new people. I think he so much said it. Remember when when Max, he caught Max with the radio. Mm -hmm. He was like, he, he, you know, basically trying to do everything he can to make sure that the Mm because you know that's who he's concerned about right make sure that they're okay right you jeopardizing that by being on this radio Mm -hmm. you know luckily i knew it was you and nobody else did but right so i'm trying to make sure we're okay in this situation whatever is happening yeah because he says um he says you meeting someone outside he said it's not only dangerous for the commonwealth but especially for us right so again i still don't know what what that really means Mm -hmm. but I feel like with the addition of the Alexandrians in the community now and Mercer starting to find out a little bit more about who these people are and how they used to live and, you know, just some mm-hmm. of the things that he said when they did the tour mm-hmm. of Alexandria one, finding out that Daryl was considered one of the leaders when he's looking at Daryl like you're a lone wolf, but if Daryl mm-hmm. cared about this community enough to be one of its leaders and to say, yeah, we brought, you know, we fixed things. We helped bring this back mm-hmm. over and over again. Right. That's giving you a different view of this person that you thought was just selfish and was just out for himself. Mm-hmm. And then you see that he was willing to do what he needed to do to, to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm to also protect the kids because he and Rosita went and did what Sebastian wanted them to do because mm-hmm. they both they both have children in the Commonwealth that they need to protect. Right. So that's the other thing. Um, and I think Mercer's probably seeing that too, like with the other um, with the other Commonwealth guards. Yeah, you can put our people together with other people and they'll survive and they'll do things. But again, we've already said this several times before. The Commonwealth soldiers are not trained like our people because our people were trained in there. the streets. Right. They've been out there in the trenches. They have they have a different way of approaching how they fight the walkers and how they look at situations mm-hmm. than the Commonwealth mm-hmm. does. And you see that even when they are in the house. Because again, Daryl has on all the Commonwealth armor, and when he's trying to fight those walkers, he really can't do shit because mm-hmm. you're in this, you're in this, the armor is constricting yeah. you. So, but him and Rosita, they worked well together in order to get the mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. And they would have done very well, I think, even without Carol and Mercer. Yeah. It was just the fact that they had this other person who was not used to that kind of situation. And And she, and not only panicked, but again, they put on the armor, they put the armor on her to try to make sure she was protected. And that was the thing that ended up getting her killed because Mm -hmm. one of the walkers got caught onto Mm -hmm. her armor and she couldn't get it off. Mm -hmm. So if she had just been regular just had the walker guts on her she might have been able to yeah yeah, she might have been able to live they may have been able to get out of there but i kind of think that needed to happen so that mercer could could also see this is the kind of shit the commonwealth is doing Mm -hmm. this is the kind of shit that they're getting away with Mm 
because Sebastian can't be the only person who's done that. Yeah, but well, we you found have, out Lazenby. Uh, I'm going to say Lazenby. Hornsby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know about it. He knew about it. He knew about it. So I'm sure he got some kind of cut. Oh, of, you know, he got to finance whatever that side project is. That's true. Because again, we still don't know what he's doing over there in the plumber warehouse. True. But we know that he is diverting supplies to that other project which we don't know about it could be the rebellion it could be something totally different mm-hmm. we don't know but Mercer's starting to see all of this and it's starting to weigh on him now because he's like okay how can i be the face of a, a community or a government mm-hmm. that i don't, I don't even, even trust the hell going on. right and i don't even trust them now you know and you look at these people who have just come in and they all have each other's backs. And we see that in different scenarios. You mm-hmm. see it with Carol and Ezekiel, with what Ezekiel is trying to do. You know, mm-hmm. Ezekiel, he has healed or he is healing from his surgery. And he was like, look, I took your words to heart about having a second chance and, and being able to do something. Right. And when he gets caught trying to do that, of course, he was like, he uses Carol's name to get out of it. And he mm. was like, I was hoping your new job had came with some connections. That's why I threw your name out there. And Carol was like, what did she say? My father used to say hope was, I don't, I don't know something, but she was looking at him like, you lucky. Right. You lucky. <laughs> you lucky I love you. <laughs> it, not even that. It's just, it, it, it's a, you're lucky that I was actually here mm-hmm. to, you know, because Carol could have been out. True. doing something else as part of Very her job true. but anyway you see how they all have each other's backs mm-hmm. you know you see that with like i said daryl and rosita you see it with carol and ezekiel you see it with eugene and rosita and kelly and and connie mm-hmm. our people have each other's backs and they know each other in, well in enough. whatever situation right and they know each other well enough to trust each other same thing with daryl and maggie Okay, so we finally get the the six months later scene where Daryl rolls up on the hilltop. Mm -hmm. And before even before we get to that, as they're going to the hilltop, they're going through the woods and they come across a little small herd of like maybe seven or eight walkers. Lance, again, he turns around and he's like, you two take care of this, talking to Aaron and Gabriel. And Daryl was like, the fuck? And he said, well, you know, this is a small group. And I was told y'all can handle yourselves. So Aaron and Gabriel look at each other like, all right, let's nah, do that right. <laughs> You ain't stopping none. Because the way that um, the way that Father Gabriel took out his machete and just kind of laid it on his like, shoulders let's go. So lazily. Let's go. He was just like, all right, let's walk in the park. Right. And Daryl was like, of course, those are two of his people. He was like, yeah, I may have on this Commonwealth armor, but those are still my, my family. People. They're my family. So they go and they make quick work of those walkers. And I love the way that they, the way that they shot it, it was almost like, it was like watching a comic book movie or a comic book, um, even an animation, because like when Aaron punches through the walker's head it's kind of like this slow motion effect yeah. and the same thing when gabriel slices through the other one it looked like if you've watched underworld when i forgot you <laughs> i don't watch nothing 
Okay. So in Underworld, mm-hmm. the main <laughs> the main character, Celine, she is a death dealer. So she kills uh, she kills like uh werewolves and stuff. But she got into a fight with like the lead vampire. And what she did was she sliced through him and it it did the same thing. It kind of slid, his head slid open. Mm-hmm. So that's what we see with Gabriel and the machete and Daryl, of course, you know, he handles a couple of the walkers, but they literally, they take care of these walkers. Because that's what they do. And Daryl was pissed. Daryl takes the, he- the the head of one of the walkers is cut off. And kick it. So he tells Lance, <laughs> here you go. We saved you a bullet and kicks the head to Lance. And I was just like, okay. And Lance looks, so he, he looks down like, because Daryl, what Daryl did, that was disrespectful. That was oh, disrespectful. And I think he meant it in that way. Absolutely. And Lance just looks at it. And he was like, and you didn't even break a sweat. I was like, oh my God, this, this fucker is... Cuckoo. Creepy. Cuckoo. Creepy. So anyway, Cuckoo creepy. they keep marching on. They get to the hilltop. And of course, Maggie and Elijah are up there at the gate. And Daryl has his, his helmet on. Mm-hmm. So when they pull up, Lance, you know, tells her that they're looking. He was like, yeah, so we had a convoy that was attacked. There's some murderers around. We just wanted to, you know, kind of warn you. Make sure you were safe. Right. Make sure you were safe. But we also would like to come and, you know, check. And Maggie was like, I don't know anything about that. He was like, I'm sure you don't. So you wouldn't mind us coming in to check, would you? And Maggie is looking like. Hell yeah, I mind. Maggie's looking like no. So Lance turns around to talk to one of the guards. And I feel like he was trying to say, okay, we're going to enter in by force. But why would you do that? This is somebody who you're still trying to get. That part. So you're going to try to force your way. Okay, so whatever. So Daryl is like, look, this is not going to go the way you want it to if we force ourselves in. People are going to get hurt. He was like, let me talk to her. And Lance was like, why would you want to do that? Because that's my sister. Right. I still know her. Right. That's still my family. Like, wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, when it makes sense to try to find the easy way in, you wouldn't make this difficult. Right, right, right. So, you know, Daryl's like, uh, Lance is like, okay, we can come in or whatever. And Meg is like, it doesn't have to be this way. And Daryl takes off the hook, you know, the mm-hmm. helmet. Yes, it does. He was like, we're just going to come in, look real quick, easy. And she was like, you expect me to trust him? He was like, no, no I'm asking you to trust, trust me. me. So when he says that, Maggie, you can see her face. She kind of softens and she's like, okay. But you know, she's worried because they know they were there. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they got Negan's people stashed away in there somewhere because mm-hmm. they couldn't leave them in the apartment complex because right. they knew Hornsby was going to come looking. Right. And if anybody had been left behind, especially with the carnage that was there, they probably would have been killed on site. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you know Maggie has them somewhere. So the Commonwealth soldiers come in, Lance comes in, and he's he's got this look like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to find some shit. And what he didn't find shit. But the way that it played out was so funny because he finds the truck that you know Maggie took and it's covered up and she says oh I was rebuilding the engine and he's like oh okay well I come from a I'm gonna fix it (laughs) I come 
I'm a long line of gearheads in my family. Maybe I can take a look at it. Uh-huh. Go, go look at it. So then he opens it up and he's like, oh, the engine is kind of clean for a truck that's been sitting here. I was going to say, didn't she just say she was re- rebuilding the engine? So wouldn't she have cleaned that if, if she was At some it? point of it, wiped it off, did this or something. Right. So he thinks he finds what's going on. He's like, oh, the relay switch is not connected. We're going to, I'm going to do this. And oh, let me see if I can start it up. And he really thought this shit was about to start. And it looked like Maggie was worried too. Or maybe she was making herself look worried for his Mm -hmm. benefit to make him think something was going on. She knew that goddamn trouble. So (laughs) when he gets ready to start the truck and nothing happens, he looks pissed. Like what 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 the fuck? And he's still trying How to dare it not start. Right. And Maggie comes around to him. She was like, Your people have until sundown. To get the fuck out of my property. Right. And Daryl's just looking at Lance like, whatever. Yo dumbass. Lance, <laughs> Lance is pissed, pissed, pissed. So then <sighs> we see little Herschel just Walking through the hilltop, minding his own business. He didn't deserve no whooping at this point. He did he not. Mind his business. And he was minding his business and he did what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Because Lance comes out of the cellar. He sees Herschel and he pulls this whole, hey, oh, you're Herschel. Yeah, I've heard you mm-hmm. had a, I've heard you've had a rough life, you know, talking about the fact that he's, you know, he grew up on the road. So taking any interesting trips lately then Herschel's looking at him like, <laughs> no. Has your mom taken any interesting trips lately? No. no and lance is like you know i really want to be helpful and i don't want there's some bad people out there and i don't want anything bad to happen so if you could just tell me the truth i can make sure that nothing bad happens and Herschel's like because i really thought he was going to be one of these dumb kids be like well <laughs> but i forgot then he would have got a whooping but i forgot this is maggie's son so he, looked at, he was like yeah i think i need to go find my mom now right. and then lance comes around and he was like yeah, you're such a brave guy. And, you know, you should have a treat. And then he pulls out Herschel's hat because I forgot when Herschel got captured, the Commonwealth soldier pulled his hat off and threw it on the ground. He did. So the hat was left behind. Oh, I didn't even pick that up. I, I was wondering it. where the fuck he got the hat from. I saw it when I rewatched it yesterday. I was like, oh, shit, he did. Like, he sat Herschel down on the bench and he took the hat, like, snatched the hat off his head and threw it down on the ground. Okay. So he puts the hat on Herschel's head and he's like, oh, look at that. Perfect fit. And Herschel's face just kind of looks when he sees the hat. He's like, because I think he probably forgot that that's where his hat went to, too. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, shit. But of course, he still didn't say anything. So Lance mm-hmm. just puts his hand on Herschel's shoulder. And all of a sudden, his ass is jacked up on the wall because Elijah has seen it. And Elijah looks like he is I about to kill you. So, of course, you have the Commonwealth soldiers like, put him down, put him down. Maggie and Daryl realize something is going on. So they grab weapons and they run around the corner. And Maggie is looking and Herschel runs to her. He said something bad was going to happen. Elijah said he had his hands on Herschel. Maggie pulled that gun out. Like, motherfucker. And he it, was like, it. right. He was like, you know, I think there was a misunderstanding. She was like, people have threatened my family before. And most of them are dead now. I was like, 
Okay, but the thing that really surprised me, well, I won't say surprised me, then surprised me, but given the fact that you're supposed to be there with the Commonwealth, I would think that Daryl would kind of stay neutral. Daryl was like, no, Daryl pulled up that gun and he started pointing at the Commonwealth soldiers. He was like, hold up, y'all fuck with my nephew, hold up. Right. And then at one point, and then he pointed the gun at Lance and said, you came in here looking for something you didn't find anything i suggest you take i suggest you get the fuck out and he actually dropped the f-bomb he cursed daryl cursed it he cursed it i showed that (laughs) she did she texted me she was like daryl said fuck and i said he sure did (laughs) he sure did one of the maybe two times yeah we've gotten it in the season because remember yeah. rosita said it, and i think when rosita said it was a it was an accident but they left it in there uh-huh. because she said it the when stairs. they were yeah when mm-hmm. they were fighting on the stairs the walkers and lydia accidentally hit her in with the, the staff mm-hmm. so she said fuck but and they left it in but let me tell you lance was like he was sitting up there and then all of a sudden you know he's looking mad and when elijah lets him down because he tells the soldiers to drop their weapons he pulls that same creepy look. I'm sorry if there was a misunderstanding or a miscommunication. You about to catch these hands. <laughs> Miscommunicate that. Then he has the nerve to tell Maggie, I'm sorry we couldn't be friends. I was like, oh, so you basically trying to say that, that she's an enemy now. But you were the one who came in there you came over uh, my house. Basic, right. You came in my house and accused me of something that you had no proof of. Mm-hmm. Why would, I mean, think about it. If you think about it in the, if you think about it in a logical sense, Maggie and her people don't have the resources to pull the kind of mission that would have required them to right. kill all those people. But again, I think Lance also knows, like Daryl said, we ride on the road for a long time, so they know how to handle themselves. Talking mm-hmm. about Aaron and Gabriel, mm-hmm. but all, so that's all of them. that would mean all of them, mm-hmm. you know. And and like we said, the way they took stupid. that building meticulously started from the bottom going up. Come on now, right? And Lance is not a stupid person, so he. Knows. And you have to remember, hello, these are the same people that creeped into a fucking outpost and killed a hundred people. Or 50 people. Yeah. How many other people well, Lance don't know that? Lance don't know that. No, but I'm saying. I know. Yeah, these are just the same people. So yeah. hell they. The but Lance don't know that because if Lance knew that, they probably would not have let them in co- Hello. They Hello. would not have let them in Commonwealth. They knew that's what they were capable of. Hell no. So Lance is, you know, they, they go back, they go into the forest, and Daryl comes to tell um Ezekiel, I mean, excuse me, Aaron and Gabriel. He was like, we're not going back to the Commonwealth. They're going to stay out here and, and make us keep looking for whoever, you know, mm-hmm. killed them and stole the guns. And Aaron says, Aaron and Gabriel, they're like, well, what about if we find the guns? Like, if we could figure out who stole them, then we could, you know, we could probably, you know, take some of the heat off the hilltop or or, or get back home. But then Gabriel's like, I, th- I think in the last episode, you know, he was like, well, who who stole him if, mm-hmm. if it wasn't the apartment people? And we found out that it was Leah. So as they're having this conversation, kill her. and Daryl didn't kill her. So, yeah. But anyway, so as they're having this conversation to the side, Lance is somewhere else in the forest. And one of the soldiers comes up and he's like, did you find what did you find what you was 
looking for did you find something they're like yeah we did so we see leah in a clearing she has a tin up and she's she's actually sharpening the knives on one of the weapons because the weapons that they have their guns and they have a knife on the ends you know mm-hmm. for killing the walkers so she hears a snap in the forest and she runs into the tent now apparently she either ran out the back of the t- i think she ran out the back of the yeah. tent as they were approaching so the commonwealth soldiers they come in and they look and she starts shooting at them so she shoots one in the foot she shoots another in the so uh shoulder she didn't kill them but she did injure them and then lance comes out he was like yo we just want to talk he was like we've been looking for you for a while and you've done all of this we if you're going to kill us and, and 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 do all this at least hear what i have to say so she comes out of the woods and Lance says, I want to offer you a job. And then, of course, we know from the previews for the next episode, basically, he tells her he was like, I want to see her body when it's done. So apparently he's about to send her after Maggie. Oh, Lord. So, I knew that, though. Something tells me Leah is not going to survive past this episode. <laughs> She's not going to make it into the last third of, of the show. Because they're going to have another fight. Because, bitch, you okay. shot me. They got to. First of all, all that shit that Leah did to begin with with the higher watcher, killing mm-hmm. everybody, all that. Mm-hmm. And then you thought when you had and your even sniper. before that, you were part of the group that displaced Maggie. You were part of the group that took over Meridian, killed the residents, ran the rest of them off, and then went looking for the rest of the residents so that you can kill them so they wouldn't come back i wonder if we'll now figure out why pope wanted maggie dead i wonder if we'll find that out you know because they never really i get it you were trying to take we never Mm -hmm. figured that out so that's gonna have to be something that we have to get an answer to because pope wanted her dead for what he we never even really figured out we why did not we did not so hopefully story. you know at some point it'd be like you know pump need there for whatever whatever you know but see at this point i don't even think even though yes it would be nice to know why know. he was after her i think at this point it doesn't even really matter because leah has enough of a vendetta against maggie on her own just because like we said Pope focused so much on trying to find Maggie that he put the rest of his people in danger. Right. So I think at this point for Leah, it doesn't matter why Pope wanted Maggie dead. Now she has her own reasons for wanting Maggie dead because most of her people ended up dead because Pope was so focused on Maggie. And Mm -hmm. then she ended up having to kill Pope because he was so focused on getting to Maggie that he didn't care about the rest of his people. Right. He was basically like, oh, they're, sacrif- they're sacrificial lambs, but she's the she's the important part. No. So I think now Leah is basically, she probably looks at Maggie as the cause of why she's most of her family is but gone. But didn't she kill Carver in front of Leah? Yeah. Well, Leah had, Leah had gone, but yeah. Because she shot, she shot at the three of them first because they were leaving, and they had to leave Carver behind. Maggie went, shot all three of them, and then came back and shot. Carver. And then came back, tried to shoot Carver, 
the gun was empty. So she took the weapon and she she planted it in his chest. So she didn't see Maggie kill Carver, but, but she, she knows. knows that Carver is dead. Yeah. Because it, I mean, Maggie killed the other and two they, guys. Yeah, I was just saying she and, knows that. and could have killed her, but Daryl was but like she missed. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So um, so yeah, so Leah's gonna be going to look for Maggie. And they just need to fight, fight. Like a whole lot of see, okay. It, it, it can't be over quick. It can't, but this is the thing. If you think about what we know about the two of them, we know Leah has combat training. Yeah, that's true. Maggie don't. We don't know that because we don't know oh, what she was doing. What Maggie was has been doing while she was gone. We don't, but we know her shooting has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Her aim has gotten she a lot was, better. She was using bow and arrow now. She can use a bow and arrow, she can use a gun, and she can use a knife. She can throw a knife and hear her target. She did that to save Megan. Mm. And then she did that when she was hunting with Pamela Milton. Mm. Like you literally. Right. You're right. So we don't know what kind of training she has had during that time that she was gone with Georgie. She may have seen some other military people and gotten some training, especially for the most part, she was traveling with a child. Yeah. So her subpar fighting skills are not going to get it if she's trying to protect her child. And we know that's more important to Maggie than anything. anything. Yeah. So I'm thinking... If it does come to hand-to-hand con- combat between Leah and Maggie, Leah is probably going to get more than she bargained for because I have a feeling Maggie still has some skills that we have not seen yet. True. True. I, I really feel like that's that's going to be like the surprise to come in because if they start fighting or even if they... Even if they're not fighting hand to hand, but it's just like guns and kind of surveilling each other or whatever. Right. I, I have a feeling Maggie, Maggie has more skills than we have seen. Same, yeah. But I mean, even what we've seen of her since she's come back has been impressive because True. we know that the Maggie who was there before, she could fight. Yes. She could shoot. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not to the degree that she does now. True. True. You know what I'm saying? So Georgie, again, Georgie, Georgie might have had a dojo. We don't know. I mean, she could have, or you know, we again, we don't really know that much about Georgie. Mm-hmm. We don't know much about her people. But even looking at the twins when they came with Georgie, the twins looked like they they knew yeah, how to handle themselves. <laughs> so don't play with the twins, right? So Matt, Maggie yeah. could have gotten some training from them, That's but true. again. I feel like any type of training Maggie could have gotten while she was with Georgie, she would have learned in order to make sure that she was able to protect Herschel. Right. That's true. You know, because Mm -hmm. it's already difficult enough traveling on your own with a small child. And think about it. When Maggie left, Herschel was still a baby. So you're traveling with a baby. Mm -hmm. And granted, you're with Georgie. And you're with other people, but Maggie said it herself, they have been run out of their communities or they have lost communities before. So you have to think being Maggie and going through what she's gone through, she went through the farm, losing the farm. They went through losing the prison. Mm -hmm. They've gone through losing Alexandria several times. True. They've gone through the saviors. Mm -hmm. So you have to think at some point, 
if she's with Georgie and she's with, you know, at other communities that have fallen, at some point she's probably like, okay, enough is enough. I need to learn how to really work Maggie. <laughs> so I have a feeling we're probably going to see Maggie in a capacity that we have not seen her before. Sure. And also because of the change in her demeanor, like Maggie is making decisions that the old Maggie would never have made. Yeah. You know, and I know part of that has to do with the after effect of the whole thing with Negan and him still living and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, like she said, she was out on the road for a long time by herself and she saw some things that she never thought Mm -hmm. she would have to see. So it affected the way that she looked at things and how she approached things. So, yeah, I have a feeling Leah can come after Maggie, but I'm something's telling me that ain't. That ain't what she want. Yeah. That ain't what she want. It ain't gonna be as easy as she No, it's either. not. And then if you have like Daryl and Aaron and Gabriel, because we do see in the preview for next week, they are fighting Commonwealth soldiers. So at some point, Daryl, Aaron, and Gabriel had to have turned or had to have been like, okay, you know what? We, we're not with y'all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or they may have overheard something having to do with Mag and they were like, oh no, this is not about to happen. Y'all are not about to go mess with our sister because basically that is what she is. Right. Mm -hmm. So at some point, the tide turns and there's this big battle, whether it's them figuring out that Leah is going after Maggie. And of course, Daryl is that that's personal to Daryl. So he's going to have to get involved in that. Aaron and Gabriel are probably going to get involved in that whole thing simply because, oh, y'all want to do this shit and attack us. And then y'all going to go back and maybe do something to our children or to our people, set, put them out, something. whatever. Mm-mm, that's not about to happen. Not about to happen. Yeah. I will say this. There is a, there is a shot in the preview for next week when, when Daryl throws a gun to Aaron and he catches it and does this and I was like that shot was so cool in the promo you'll have to see it again it looked like it looked like a promo for an action movie you oh you didn't watch them you didn't watch it oh okay sorry I stopped okay, okay. that's why I'm like the promo okay I'll stop what promo yeah <laughs> you know I just watch AMC and I, I don't watch it again until we watch it and then I watch it, but it don't okay. show no, it don't show no problem. Yeah, it does. You got to you, you have to. if you go all the way to the end, even because I even watched the little look inside look, whatever the thing is called. There ain't no problem. Yeah, they that. do. No, they Girl, don't. You ain't paying no attention. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna show her that they do show the promo. And when we record for the for the mid season finale, you are gonna have to ain't once be no promo though. You are gonna have to once again say. She was right. She but have to but they're not going to give us no promo at the mid-season finale. They want they, you to sit and be... No, what I'm saying is no the, the, the promo that shows us the mid-season finale. Oh. Yeah, you... So she's going to have to say I was right again. I'm just letting y'all know. She's just going to have to say it. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, so that's, that's that part of the Commonwealth stuff. Mm-hmm. Going back, Eugene and Rosita are in his apartment and they have called Connie and Kelly mm-hmm. 
And Rosita's basically telling them what's going on because they're like, okay, Kelly, you're an investigative journalist. You might want to know or might want to print this because the people in the Commonwealth deserve to know what's going on, Mm -hmm. that they are sending innocent people to go and get money and these people are not coming back alive. So when Rosita mentions the woman's name, it kind of triggers something for Connie. And she, she has Kelly pull out the list of names that was left under her door. And there is a name April something that's there. And she was one of the, I guess, missing people. We don't know what the list is for. And Con, you know, Rosita even says there are more names on this list than were in the house. But that means there's something else going on here. We mm-hmm. need to figure out, figure out what it was or what it is. So I'm gonna say this. I'm a little worried. Because if y'all are about to start digging into all this stuff, somebody yeah. gonna die. I don't want nobody to die, but it's it, it, it's it's about to be some shit. Because because we already know this is the Walking Dead. Who you think gonna die? Somebody gonna die. I, I don't even. Know. I, I I will give that prediction once I see the mid season finale and see how that goes. No, somebody got to die in the mid season finale. Leah. <laughs> well, yeah, she, she well, definitely well, got with Leah. Now, I, now, here's the thing. I actually like her character. I know a lot of people don't like her character. I actually like her character. I like that she, she brings she brings a different dynamic to it. She still got to die. She yes, she still has to die. But I actually like the character. Yeah, she and bad. I like that because of that character. We got to see well, a different you know side of Daryl. Daryl Killer. I have a feeling that's gonna have to happen. Daryl has to kill her. I have a feel it, it. It's got. To, it's got to happen. Oh yeah, that not that. It's gonna have to happen mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know she was the one that started kind of this whole thing in the first place. Because once she killed Pope, she lied and said that Daryl did it. True. You know, which again I understand. But all her Kelly people nowhere. So yeah, she she the only one that know that lie. Now, anybody, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm sure Daryl told Megan. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, so I mean, nobody, nobody. She she has no people left unless there's some other no. reapers scattered somewhere. But no, I did I did read um because I forgot to uh, mention this, the soldier that or the person that was in the church with Alden that was a reaper. So apparently, the reaper came in. saw Alden they got into a fight and because if you go back and look Alden's throat was slit that's how he died Mm. his throat was slit but he apparently wounded the 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 reaper enough Enough for the reaper to die but yeah Mm. he he came in they fought and he slit Alden's throat so yeah that was a reaper so I'm thinking it was okay. one of the Reapers that was in the, the woods when they got into that big brawl uh-huh. at night. Mm-hmm. And he probably came across the church looking for some shelter and found, and found Alden. Alden. And yeah, so um, so yeah, but I don't think there are any other Reapers around. So it's just her. So nobody else has to know the truth. Like you literally could be like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to get my shit and I'm just going to go. Which she, that could be what she was doing as far as getting weapons. She's she could probably be like, okay, you oh know no, what? that bitch on revenge. That bitch is on revenge. 
I'm about to load up and get what I need. Well, and she about to die. And she about to die. She about to die. Tired she about to die because even if if Maggie doesn't kill a Daryl will. And if Daryl doesn't, it, I was gonna say it might be a well. No, it won't be a lot. It has to be one it, of those two. You know what? But it could be one of the. Uh, it could be <laughs> if it's. I could see Elijah, Aaron, or Gabriel also killing her because they don't have any emotion to that. They can be like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. is the bitch that's trying to kill us." Oh, okay, she got to go. Mm-hmm. Like with Daryl, there will be a little bit of a conflict there because that is somebody that Daryl loves, you know, and regardless of what other people think. That's why I think it would be good for Daryl to kill her. He's going to have to. But um, because, too, if she comes after Maggie, you know he's going to feel like that. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, I should have killed her. Absolutely. Instead of telling her to go because you should have known she was going to come back. She was going to come back and she was going to try to get revenge yeah because y'all just now y'all, y'all just, after that y'all just took a whole family everybody whole family everybody gone or or that charm from Dale for work remember he was like come with me maybe he could be like come with me and she's gonna be like okay Mm-mm. and then they ride off into the sunset and then we have the daryl and leah spinoff <laughs> that ain't happening that is not happening <laughs> you know he can't oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay no that's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. Sorry. Nope. Too much water under the bridge. <sighs> not happening. Not happening. Not okay. happening. So, yeah, Leah, she got to die. She got to die. She got to die. She's gonna die next episode. Or it's gonna leave with a cliffhanger where you don't know if Maggie died or Leah died. Now, we know, I will say we clearly this. know. See, it's certain people that can't do a cliffhanger with Maggie. Negan, Daryl, or Carol, because we know them motherfuckers live on. Right. Now, so this is the thing I did say. So, I know that we were waiting. We decided, or somebody decided that we were going to wait to watch episode 16 so that we could watch it together and do yep. a reaction video and then record it. Yep. So, I was told to stay on social media yesterday and today, which I kind of sort of did. I didn't see any spoilers, but I did see somebody say that episode 16 was really, really good. Like probably one of the best episodes and one of the best mid-season finales that they've ever aired. But I also saw that they did not leave us on this big cliffhanger that's going to make us wonder what the fuck is going on until they come back for the last eight episodes. So I think whatever happens in the next episode is going to probably maybe close off maybe a couple of things um the leah storyline i think we are probably going to get that done yeah um as far as the commonwealth with our people maybe we get to a point where the line is drawn in the sand because again we see aaron well i saw in the preview that aaron gabriel and daryl are fighting with commonwealth soldiers so with or against like i think daryl killed one of them damn okay so i think by the end of episode 16 there's going to be a very clear line drawn in the sand Mm -hmm. and our people are probably going to be like you know what fuck the commonwealth (laughs) not no they're gonna be like fuck the commonwealth yeah 
So I think that is definitely going to um, be a thing. Also in this episode, we see with Eugene and um, his group, he enlists Max because he knows Max has a direct path to Pamela Milton. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, maybe she can get us the information that we need. And so he asked her about it. And at first she's like, I don't know if I can do this. And then when he tells her what happened and says Sebastian did it, she was like, you might've led with that. Right. Because obviously she doesn't like Sebastian either. And she's still kind of- Nobody likes Sebastian. She's still kind of conflicted about it. But then when she goes to have her talk with Mercer, because Eugene tells her, your brother knows about this. And she was like, oh, really? So she goes to confront Mercer. She was like, so when were you going to tell me about the house and the the guards and blah, blah, blah? He was like, it seems like you already know. And she's talking to him. And she was like, look, if the Commonwealth is doing this kind of thing, this is something that- that everybody needs to know. And she's basically like, look, we can't sit back and be quiet about this stuff if they are doing this kind of thing. It's not good. This is not something we need to sit back and be quiet for. And this is, you know, like we mentioned earlier, she tells Mercer, you could do so much more than just being a soldier. Like you have the ear of the people here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think. I think she's basically telling Mercer, look, don't just be a figurehead. Don't just be a person on a poster. Stand up for what's right. If you're Mm -hmm. really serious about you need to protect the 50,000 people that are here, then you need to really protect them instead of turning a blind eye to all the bullshit that's going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. You know? And so that's when she goes back to Eugene and she was like, look, I really wish that I could stay kind of away from this, but I know that something is not right now and I, I can't ignore it. I have to, I have to act. And they share their first little kiss. And I'm like, oh, Eugene gonna have some love, but I don't, know how, I don't know how long that's gonna last either. Yeah, <laughs> you did not. <laughs> carry on, carry on. I ain't paying her no attention. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah. So Max is like, what do I do? It's so funny because after they kissed, she was like, so what do I need to steal? I was like, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> she is so cute. So yeah, so Max is all on board. And then Mercer goes to Princess and apologizes for the way he was that morning as far as, you know, kind of being rough. And he opens up to her and he tells her, I I killed two of my men yesterday. And the thing that's really bothering me is I would do it again, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think at this point, he doesn't tell her why he killed the guards. Mm-hmm. But I think Princess probably has figured him out enough to know that he wouldn't have done it for any, for, for no good it. reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she tells him, look, I'm here for you, whatever you need. I can listen. She was like, I know I give off this sexy vibe, but I'm a really good listener. She was like, you know, previous experience, personal experience. I know what it's like. So, um, you know, they go inside her apartment and talk and I'm sure he probably told her the whole story. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I, that we have to remember. So Princess, yes, she became friends with Ezekiel, Yumiko and Eugene. 
but she doesn't really know the rest of our people. So mm-hmm. it's funny when I remember that because I'm like, okay, yes, yeah, she knows them now. She knows, okay, this is their people, but she doesn't have that connection mm-hmm. with them. So when I look at her and she's really trying to make things work in the Commonwealth and she's starting to date this guy who's part of the Commonwealth, you, you don't see where, she, you know, she doesn't have that push and pull like, okay, well, I need to play nice and play by the mm-hmm. rules or else because she doesn't have yeah, that yeah, right. or else right you know they found her in the city on her own so she has no loyalty to alexandria she right. has no lo- loyalty to any of our other people except for the people that she came the there with because mm-hmm. they were the ones who rescued her who saved her from being by mm-hmm. herself but i think the more that she gets involved in this, especially with Mercer. And Mer- like I said, Mercer's starting to see that there's more to Daryl than what he thought. Mm-hmm. And as far as Rosita and everything else about this group of people, when you see the way that they look at things, when you see the way that they react to things, you know that they have seen more than what the people in the Commonwealth have because they were out there in the world. So they've yeah. seen the ugliest versions of what people can do to each other in the midst of this mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Mercer is probably starting to pay more attention to that too. And if he is thinking about making a change in the Commonwealth, he's probably going to see that, okay, I'm going to need these people help. Mm-hmm. Because right now he doesn't know who he can trust in the Commonwealth. That's true. You it's know, so you had some of your own guards teaming up to do this bullshit with Sebastian Mm -hmm. because they wanted their cut of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, that's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Like, okay, so Mercer has Princess on his side. Eugene has Max. And, you know, at some point, you're not going to have Max and Mercer against each other because we that one scene that we see them really share in this episode, you can tell they have each other's backs. They no have for what. a long mm-hmm. time. And she tells him, look, you don't have to pay pro- play protective big brother anymore. I'm a grown woman. I can I can handle the truth. Mm-hmm. But Mercer's trying to still protect her. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So you're going to have Max on this end. Sister. You're going to have Mercer on this end. And at some point, they're going to have to come together mm-hmm. to fight whatever this corruption or whatever it is in the commonwealth and then i'ma be honest a lot of the bullshit that's going on i really think that pamela milton has absolutely no clue what's going on you don't think so i don't think so i don't think so no because she definitely know her son wasn't out of sending people to go find some money because she had a mom right right so i think and then you know like i said there's some kind of there's some kind of weird dynamic going on with her and her and lance now, I know that she knows that Lance is ambitious, but I don't think that she would think that Lance would send innocent people to die. To die. But my question is, too, and then also. But wouldn't they know how much money is circulating in the Commonwealth, technically? If they probably, keep, if they're keeping that big of a, a, a tab, because remember when they first came in, it was the bin of money with the $2 bills and, and all that. So if you keep in that much track of the money. But is she the one that's keeping track? Because here's the thing too. Oh yeah. I would think if 40 of your people were missing. You would know. You would know. Okay, yeah. But remember, she didn't even know who Tyler was 
and what had happened to him. Yeah. So I feel like she's she's she don't know. She's leading the community. But she ain't but connected she, to the community. She she's not. And I think if if you think back to the episode where she and Maggie were talking, that's one of the reasons why I feel mm. like Maggie didn't want to be a part of that community. Because she looks at them as like the little people, like she's up here. Mm. I mean, think about yeah, it. In the yeah, world, you have the hierarchy, you have the tiers, you have the hierarchies, you've got the the people who are important enough to come to a gala, and then you've got the little people who have to win a lottery ticket in order to come. Yeah. You know, That's so true, remember that was even the conversation that Maggie had. She was like, "You have a fancy car. You right. live in a, 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 a fancy house. You know, Maggie live with her people. Maggie riding with her people. We all about to hop in this regular ass truck and go do whatever the hell we got to do, whether we walking or whatever. I'm right here with you. Right, but Maggie is here. killing walkers with her yeah. people. She's out hunting with her people. Mm-hmm. She's not dressed differently. She doesn't live differently. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of the things that Maggie was like, yeah, I'm I'm not down for that. that. Because yeah. again, if you weren't down for that kind of thing before the world fell, why would you want to be down with that now? Right now yeah. Like you have an opportunity to reshape the world from scratch to do things differently to do it right to do it where people are more equal where there's not that class divide where there's not that social divide yet this is what you're going back to mm-hmm. like i'm gonna be honest if i had a choice between the commonwealth and Alexandria, I would stay in Alexandria, even though, yes, it is more dangerous, but I feel like it's less dangerous for them out there mm. than it is for them to have to deal with the p- politics and the backhandedness and the, the, the and two-facedness and all this other it's stuff. It's more like the, the devil you know. I know what I'm getting with Alexandria. All the people are equal. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about uh, 50,000 people, you know, or an army or any of these other things. Mm-hmm. We know every couple of years we're going to get, you know, we're going to have a herd or some whispers or some wolves or some saviors or right. something along the line is going to come disrupt us every few years, but we're always prepared. We always rebuild. Mm-hmm. We always make it back new. And we always have each other's back. That part. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. part. But with the Commonwealth, Y'all don't even realize people are missing. The, I was going to say, the left hand don't even know what the right hand doing. Yeah. Like, literally, literally, Pamela Milton has no idea what Lance Horsme is doing. And she had no clue what Tyler was. And Is there a resistance? Is it? How you don't know that? And, and you don't know what your son is doing. This He need a whooping. <laughs> he need a whooping. He need a whooping. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go to one other part about this episode, the whole Ezekiel thing. So again, Ezekiel is um, basically trying to make a difference um, because, you know, he felt bad about the fact that he got bumped up in the line to have his surgery because Carol did stuff for Lance and, you know, he owed her favor. And even Ezekiel is like, I don't even want to know what you had to do. (laughs) And, you know, in our real life reality that could be a couple of things like Mm -hmm. there are some people who would sleep with somebody else for that kind of favor Mm -hmm. there's somebody who would kill for that kind of favor and i think ezekiel is probably worried that carol was the one like who did you have to kill to get me to the top of this damn part (laughs) because carol will bake some cookies and kill somebody so what he decides to do is he's like okay i'm gonna pay it forward 
I, I got to make sure that I'm doing what I can to make this a better place. So Ezekiel has somehow convinced some of the hospital people, including that cute ass nurse that he had when he got ready to go to his uh oh the guy his uh-huh. surgery. Yeah. So they're working in the veterinary clinic. Um, clinic. Yeah, clinic, quote unquote. But they're taking care of people, people who are like low on the list for medical care, medical care, people who can't afford it. There's a woman right now who needs an appendectomy and Ezekiel goes to Tommy and and says, hey, I have all the supplies. We have everything we need. I just need you as a surgeon. And we see Tommy is basically self-medicating. You know, we said something uh, during the gala because he was drinking the alcohol and he was drinking it like somebody who had been an alcoholic before. Mm -hmm. Um, so he has the alcohol, he has the pills. We see he's self-medicated. He just lost the patient. So he's feeling kind of bummed about that. But Mm -hmm. Ezekiel basically convinces him like, Hey, we're trying to do something good because some of these people are not going to make it based on this system that they have here. We got to be able to save people. So, Tommy agrees they get some of the supplies and like I mentioned they got caught by one of the commonwealth guards Carol is able to get them out and then Ezekiel's like okay well you're already here let let me show you what we're doing Mm -hmm. so he takes her to the veterinary um stalls and she gets to see what they're doing and she's really proud of it but they have this conversation And one of the things that I gathered from this conversation, like one, Carol is very proud of what Ezekiel is doing, you know, as kind of to pay it back. But she also, the way that she talks in this scene, okay, for one, they kind of established that they are not back together during the scene because she Mm -hmm. makes a comment after he says something to her. She was like, you know, we're not getting back together, right? He laughs and he was like, you keep saying that. And she laughs. She doesn't say, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. He getting his boo back. <laughs> but the died. thing that I, that really struck me was when Carol was talking to Ezekiel and she was talking about how he's such a light to everyone else. And she talks about being in the darkness. I feel like Carol was saying that she doesn't deserve him. Like she feels like he is one type of person. Like he's the one that's you know, positive. He's the one that's trying to make good changes and this and Mm. other. And she's like, I'm, you know, there's been so much darkness and that's kind of where she is. And it, it almost felt like she was saying, I don't deserve part of the light. And he had to tell her, he was like, this light is something that you put a spark in. Like, this Mm. is something, I mean, we've seen this from the beginning when Carol first showed up at the kingdom, there was something about her that intrigued him. And I think with Ezekiel, and I know there are a lot of people who don't like them together. Y'all will be all right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I, y'all, y'all are entitled to your opinion. I'm just gonna say, y'all, That's y'all be all right. <laughs> but no, but is there a divorce in the apocalypse? You just take the ring off. That, that's i mean that's what i think because you really don't have to go through the whole yeah, wedding thing true. either. So you know, I mean, because yeah. Anyway, um. I feel like she really feels like she doesn't deserve him. Like she deserves to be in the dark. She deserves to kind of be by herself because every time she finds happiness, Mm 
it's snatched away from her Mm -hmm. and I think she's probably like okay you know what I just need to stay by myself and and not do anything and Ezekiel's like no he was like everybody is a mix of Mm -hmm. darkness and light and you bring that light to me like you are the Mm -hmm. spark that created that and I was like (laughs) I was sitting here looking at him and the way he was looking at her People like, her back, they gonna get back together. It's like, damn it, Carol, do you not see the way this man is like, like you know the memes? They gonna get back. You know together. how the memes are. Find you someone that looks at you the way Ezekiel looks at Carol, cause okay, he was giving her that look, and she was just, she was looking like she was falling for it, and then she was like, you let know, when I let me snap together. out of this, right? right. <laughs> she was like, you know, when I get let back break, together, like, you know how you break the stair, like okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, and then after that they have an issue with the uh, the surgery that Tommy is um, is is performing because the woman's appendix burst as he's trying to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. So Ezekiel is there, Carol is helping, and eventually they are able to complete the surgery and save this woman's life. And, you know, Ezekiel's telling Tommy, you know, he had this joke about, yeah, it's just a small procedure. And you can see that Tommy really feels good about it too, because we already know Tommy did not want to be a doctor in the Commonwealth. He mm. did everything he could to not to to lie. Well, he lied about what he was before because they had him working in a bakery. He was happy in that bakery. We saw that. And then he got pulled back into being a doctor unknowingly because Yumiko threw that around. My brother, a doctor. Right. And we're my brother, the doctor. But basically, we're my doctor brother. Right. But she Have was trying to. <laughs> she was just trying to find one a safe place for their people until she was really trying to find her brother and why would she think that he wouldn't tell anybody that he's a doctor you know what i'm saying but it it seemed to work out for the best in this point now i don't know if this is going to keep being something that they're going to do like off to the side because again the way that they inventory stuff somebody's going to realize that those supplies are missing because even when even when the guards they was the Alvis and Castle when they were getting ready when they were telling Daryl and Rosita about going into the um the horde or into the house to get the money Sebastian said well they can't go down there because they keep track of the rounds and they can't shoot their way out of it because he was like and without guns he was like, they're going to die. They're going to die. They they can't handle themselves in a horde like that, but y'all can. But yeah, so apparently they keep track of all this stuff. But they ain't keep so, track of their people. You can keep track of a bullet, but you can't keep track of your people. You can keep track of bullet. Oh, this is T. You can keep track of your bullet, but you can't keep track of your money that's circulating. Now you got 400 extra my, thousand goddamn dollars I'm sitting rolling my through. I'm sipping my tea, but you can keep track of a fucking bullet. Did somebody count that goddamn bullet? Daryl shot in that damn zombie. Did somebody count that? I don't know, but you but you saw when they got to the apartment complex and they were taking inventory. You saw them putting down the numbers like near the bullets. So yeah, they were keeping track of something, and, they, and then they were recording stuff in a notebook. Mm. So yeah, they were they they keeping track, but you're not keeping track of the. How many people on that list? 50 people? 28 people? Whatever. It was more people on the list that, than they sent to the houses, but we know they sent about 40 to the house. And so you had three three stacks. So you should have sent about 75 people I'm to just, find 
money that don't nobody know is now circulating into y'all system. I'm just my palm mm-hmm. looks so it, 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 yeah, I'm just I'm just saying because you can keep track of the bullets. The bullets is more important than the money. But again, this is why I say that there's People something are a resource. I, they're supposed to be, <laughs> but apparently, if you got folks missing and you don't even know about it, they're apparently not as much of a resource as as you say they're not are. there. Because I guess they feel they got their army, so it is what it is. But y'all losing y'all losing army people too, like a mug. So because Leah took out a whole a whole heap of them. she took out a whole convoy and then she just shot two more. And then there, I don't even know how many they and then had. And all the ones in that the, was in the apartment complex. Yeah. You ain't gonna notice none of these motherfuckers came back. And then you got the two that were shot by Mercer. And we don't even know what he did with those bodies. Probably left them there. No, nah, because he said something about he disposed of them. He told Princess, he said, I shot two. I, I think he said something about I shot two of my guards and disposed of them or something like that. Mm. I left their ass out there. So, I I don't know the Commonwealth. Like I said, something there's something that's not connecting in the Commonwealth, and I Pamela Milton can't be that effective of a leader if all this shit is going on in your community and you don't even know. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's why too. Maybe that's why she didn't want to absorb those quote-unquote hick towns as mm-hmm. Lance called them because that's more people you got to keep track of and then like she said if we get these these towns if we absorb them that means that somebody's gonna have to run them mm-hmm. because she obviously ain't doing she she can't even keep track of the people that's within your walls or the 75 people that's missing <laughs> right. she can't even keep track of her goddamn son that's one person, one motherfucker to worry about. You can't even keep track of him. Otherwise, you know this, he out here cut his <laughs> line of credit. The fuck is that going to do? Mm. So, yeah. Anyway. So, we know that there's about to be a big fight with Leah, with Maggie, Hilltop, Commonwealth. That's about to be a thing. Because at this point now, I feel like it's going to be common knowledge that Maggie is definitely an enemy to the Commonwealth. Oh, absolutely. You know, she might, she could have been neutral up until this point. Like, yeah, you know what? Y'all well, now do you your done thing. Pulled, you done pulled a gun out on the man. Well, I mean, the man touched her son. Let's That's be, true. Let's be honest. Be fair. You're a mother. I'm a mother. I'll fuck you up. That part. So he kind of earned out though. He, he did. But, but even still, he now sees that Daryl turned that gun on his ass so goddamn quick. Like, uh, what is you gonna do? But, but I you think know, he Lance see, about self-preservation. So he ain't oh no, no, no. He no. is, but I think even before Daryl put the gun on him, like when he told Aaron and Gabriel to go handle these walkers, what did Daryl do? Daryl went right right along with them mm-hmm. and helped them ha- handle the walkers. So it's like right then and there, Daryl let it be known, these are still my folks. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, y'all have me in in this apartment and y'all have me doing, you know, Commonwealth Guard or whatever. But notice even like everybody else is walking around in the guard uniform all the time. Daryl isn't. At all. And I'm just, but if you notice, 
his don't even fit right. His, if you go back to look at the his 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 shit hang down here, <laughs> and he don't have the the top piece to go up here. He don't have none of that. Like he don't have none of this. He got the don't be wanting to wear. Look, the the armor his... hanging off like this. <laughs> you see, he don't have his helmet on half the time. What was the last told him? Put your helmet on. So right. Lord, Daryl said, fuck this suit. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I'm ready to see what this, this finale, this mid-season finale is about to be out. I want to see how this battle is about to be because... Like I said, Maggie and Leah about to throw hands or about to throw guns. They're, nice. they're about to throw something. But I'm sorry, Leah, Lynn Collins, I do love you as Leah. I love what you have done with this character. I love what you have brought to her, but I'm but sorry, got Leah die. got to die. <laughs> you got to die. We love you, but you got but to Leah die. got to die. Especially if you coming after Maggie, yeah, mm, that, that bitch got die. to die. <laughs> got to die. Got to. And let me just say, Max is giving very 70s vibes with her get up with the wig and the glasses. I love giving me Scooby-Doo her, vibes. Like, yes, Scooby-Doo like, vibes. Yes, Velma. Very much Velma. Yeah. I, but I love her. You know, I like the fact that she can be so fashionable in a zombie apocalypse. Okay, because them, them bell because bottoms. I was like, okay, girl. And the, <laughs> the high-waisted pants. I'm loving her fashion sense. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm in the apocalypse, but I'm going to be fly. I mean, she can't go working for the mayor looking bummy. That's true. But she bringing back. But yeah, they obviously, um, they obviously raided some some department stores and some Neiman markets and all this other stuff before the world fell. Or they probably, but also too, I think once the world fell, and you know people are going scavenging for things. I don't think anybody was going to the business suit section of Neiman Marcus no. to get clothes for the zombie apocalypse. No, nah, they weren't. So all those clothes and stuff were probably still there. And they probably were like, oh, okay. Cause, and think about it. Somebody like Pamela Milton, who was, you know, important before. I mean, her father was mm. the president of the United States right. when the world went to shit. So she probably had an extensive wardrobe, mm-hmm. probably in several different places. And maybe she was able to get all of that and bring it. I, I don't know. But yeah, girlfriend, girlfriend be dressing. So if Eugene is going to be with her, Eugene going to have to step up his game. He going to have to step up his that game. Goddamn ponytail off. <laughs> you leave his rat tail alone. You leave his it tail. It remind me of coming to America. <laughs> Okay. You leave him alone. <laughs> you leave him alone. He earned it. He earned that tail. That's just like that's just like the um. Oh, I forgot. She ain't watched the Game of Thrones either. I was gonna say that's just like the Dothraki. They don't cut their hair until they're defeated in battle. So he earned that ponytail. He earned it. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. But yeah, he gonna have to step up his game. Yeah. Or if or I will say this, if Max is about to be on our side and she's about to fight with the Commonwealth, she's she gonna have to get down and dirty. She will. She's gonna have to I get down and will. dirty. And her brother will too. So we'll yeah, well, we already see Mercy can get over to the we already see Mercy can get down and dirty. Oh, and here's the here's the crazy thing. When I was re-watching the last episode and, you know, they were sitting in the police station waiting for Sebastian to come get the money. Did you notice that Mercer had wiped off all the blood from his uniform? I didn't. This joke could be cleaning up because even in the in the episode before that, 
when he was out with Connie and Kelly. And remember he was killing when he went to the hospital to look for Tyler, his uniform was clean. Oh, he stopped by the car wash and holds himself down. Like, really? But yeah, anyway. So yeah, Max is either Eugene is gonna have to step it up or Max is gonna have to get down and dirty. But again, Leah, Maggie, I'm I'm ready to see it. Daryl, Aaron, and Gabriel, whoever they're about to fight. See, that's the see, that's that's the promo right there. See? I, see see this. This. Okay. <laughs> I saw it. Wait, not all of that. Well, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, oh. oh. see? Oh, oh. Uh, right here, right here. I oh. love that shot. Okay. See? Okay. Okay. See, I told okay, you. Okay, we're going to go so we can go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go now. So, Anything yeah. Else? Look. I think we got I think we got it all. And we on that note, yeah. <laughs> on that note, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch us on our YouTube channel and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>